All right, it's time for another episode of the Ryan is Super Strong podcast, and I want to just take this moment to welcome you. You know, maybe you're a listener every week, in which case, hey man, welcome back. Hey, but maybe you're somebody that's never been here before, in which case, I want to say, hey there, welcome to the show. <laughs> All right, this is <laughs> already going horribly. Um, hey, so we <laughs> just gonna get right into the show this week. What matters? This week we have the lovely Ada Pasternak. She is an awesome composer, singer, violinist extraordinaire, all these cool things. Very popular performer here in Los Angeles. And if you don't already know her, you're going to love her after this episode. She's sharing a bunch of awesome music, um, which I'm very excited for you to hear, and all of which you can go buy on iTunes. So, I w- you know, we'll plug all this at the end of the show. How dare I start plugging stuff? But, uh, but either way, you guys are going to really enjoy her and her music, so I'm excited for that. And I know that she's in the process of working on a brand new EP, which will be out soon as well. So once you've fallen in love with her and her music, I hope that you will stay tuned to whatever she has coming up and support her in the future. That's the whole reason we have this show is hyping people so that they can gain fans and people on their bandwagon early. You know what I'm saying? Uh, other than that, this week, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I want to I hype a few different things. Uh, tomorrow, uh, which is March 13th, uh, do you guys remember Becca Lustgarten from, from this podcast? She was a guest several, several weeks ago now. Um, and she is doing a trivia night in benefit for her boyfriend, Jay, who's a dear friend to Lori and I. Um, he was in a bad car accident and then was hospitalized where he got an infection that later became a much serious, uh, much more serious problem. And now he's been in and out of the ER uh, for the past several weeks. And it's, it's, uh, it's a hellish nightmare. You know, it's a hellish nightmare. So um, uh, she's throwing a trivia night in his honor. We're going to try to raise some money tomorrow night, uh, March 15th, 7.30 to question mark, question mark, I guess, over at Idle Hour in North Hollywood. Um, it's office trivia because he loves the office and we all do. So we're going to go play trivia together. If you're in the area and want to come support a good cause, we'll be making cash donations. There's raffle prizes and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, man, if you remember Becca, she's awesome. She's one of our dear friends. So definitely try to do that if you're in town. Then as far as performances go, um, not a bunch of crazy stuff. Some private things. And then Zach Churchill and I are playing at Brew on Friday, March 15th. Then um, Saturday I'm with Los Alamitos again, and Sunday I'm playing. It's St. Patrick's Day. Ooh, <laughs> Irish. Um, I like the Irish, as you well know. Um, uh, St. Patrick's Day, two to six at HH Cottons and and uh, like San Clemente. I'll be playing with Zach Churchill again for that St. Patrick's Day gig. And my dad is in town the whole time too, so that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's about it. You know, lots of crazy stuff. But the main thing I wanted to hype was that uh, was that uh, trivia night for Becca and Jay. So if you're not doing anything March 13th, that's tomorrow, 7:30. Come out and play office trivia and have a few beers. It's a really great spot, and uh, that's all for that. Otherwise, you know, it's time for this show. We need to get back to the the, the person who's guesting this week, the wonderful Ada Pasternak. I hope you guys enjoy her. Um, but firstly, I need you to get comfy. You know, I need you to get yourself a nice chili or hot beverage, depending on where you're at in the world and what temperature it is around you. If you're driving, hey, man, I hope it's okay. Traffic sucks everywhere. It doesn't matter where you live. And if uh, you're stressed out about maybe St. Paddy's Day or tax day coming up in a month, or I don't know what you might be stressed out about, but I hope that you are able to forget that for the next hour and a half or so. You know what I mean? Bring a little joy into your life. (laughs) So what I say every week is I hope you're comfortable, sit back, relax, 
and enjoy the freaking time. Ryan is Super Strong Podcast. This is Ryan Knudsen and I am, you guessed it, Super Strong. Today's strength level is caffeine. The reason today's uh, strength level is caffeine is because I'm uh, currently on it heavily. <laughs> I just got back from Nam. We've had a crazy couple of weeks with the family. We're doing all kinds of stuff. Now, I think this episode drops in March, so that doesn't seem like I should have gotten back from Nam just now, but I did So uh, when we were recording this. So I'm heavily on caffeine right now. And I have a guest who's now sitting in front of me, and now she's drinking caffeine as well. I am. Delicious. <laughs> we're getting through this together, the, the tiredness of, <laughs> of Nam uh, fatigue and all that type of thing. Yes. So, and so now that you've heard her voice a little tiny bit, let me introduce this person that's sitting in my studio. This is a violinist. She's a composer, performer, bilingualist, <laughs> singer, vocalist, uh, talent extraordinaire. This is the wonderful Ada Pasternak. Hi. Did I say everything right just yeah. now? Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Ada. I wanted to make sure Ada. Okay. A lot of people say Ada or Ada. Okay. So it's Ada. It's Ada. Okay. So, okay. so I already messed up right off the mat, making myself You're look doing great. stupid <laughs> as I normally do. <laughs> <laughs> well, the title of the show is Ryan is Super Strong, but then as, as soon as people listen, they often realize how untrue that really is. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's kind of the cosmic <laughs> joke of the show. Now, you're also known as the Violin Girl, correct? Yeah, that's a nickname that YouTube fans made up for me. I yeah. did a video a couple years ago in New York City when I was living there uh, with a guy named Dotan, Piano Around the World, yep. and it went super viral. It has like 7. I've 7, seen this video. 7, 7.7 million views can't believe how viral it went and he called you violin girl yeah he called me violin girl in the video and a lot of the comments were like violin girl violin girl violin girl so i was like that's kind of cute yeah yeah so i just figured i would like use that as a little thing sure yeah that worked out perfect so i named my new youtube channel out of the violin girl nice yeah Yeah, so that's awesome so you do have a you you have a large uh, internet following especially on like youtube and stuff like that it's growing it's growing a lot yeah that video was did you guys plan it or did it really were you really hanging out and watching I can't tell you all okay, the secrets. Yeah. <laughs> Magician doesn't reveal their, their, you their secrets. You can ask him. What's his idea? <laughs> Sweet, perfect. Cool. Um, yeah, I was curious about that. Because that kind of stuff does happen in cities like New York and LA. like that, Where you, where a, a person that's very talented will be walking down the street and see someone that's very talented and go, hey, I'm going to play. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so it's not uh, it's not beyond you know possibility that that could actually really happen. That's so. true. So I think that's part of the magic of that video, I think, is very cool. For um, sure. So... Uh, I want to start asking you questions, um, and, the, and I always ask one question to get everything started because, like I said before, the name of the show is Ryan is Super Strong, um, and so the the listeners and stuff, they listen every week, and they go, yeah, we know that guy. <laughs> we know him, you know? Yeah. But they're going, Ada Pasternak, who's this person? <laughs> you know? So my first question for my guests is always, hey, who are you, and what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, man. Well, um... You can go as existential as you want. <laughs> <laughs> I am a musical little creature who was born in Moscow mm-hmm. and immigrated with my family to New York City when I was six years old and uh, grew up on the East Coast, New York and Connecticut. Then yeah. I went to Berkeley um, and Berkeley was super fun, changed my life. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've been in LA for two years. Really, really love it here. Just trying to enjoy life, you know? Um, sure. 
I like to surround myself around awesome people because that's that's what happiness is, is you know. That's yeah. what I believe. Yeah. Um. So. Well, they say your vibe attracts your tribe. A hundred percent. You know, and I'm not always in a good mood. I'm human. Sure. You know, and yeah. I have my days, I have moments, but I feel like it's really important to have good friends and you know, um, a, a partner and family, people that you could call and just talk to. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I'm so happy in LA because I love the weather. <laughs> I love the people. Like almost everyone's super sweet, except for an occasional creepy Uber driver. <laughs> <laughs> Which you just had the the pleasure of meeting right before you the got here. The pleasure of meeting. <laughs> it's pretty rare though. Usually they're really cool. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I love it here. Like I've been collaborating a lot with so many cool people. You know, I meet new people all the time, or, yeah. or reconnect with people I've met in the past, such as sure. yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So it's cool. I just love. I love getting to know people, sharing my story, and hearing people's stories. I think it's that's what it's all about. You know. Yeah. Um, getting to know each other and yeah i've been writing a lot of songs i think since i've been in la i've written over 100 songs yeah that's awesome um yeah and then right now i'm just planning for some music videos and thinking about maybe getting to acting and stuff like that so that's right yeah i'm just having a good time and working you know well and i've run into you on the scene um we the first time i met you was a few years ago now i think when i I was playing at hotel cafe and i can't even remember who i was there with Um, yeah i don't remember but I remember that was the first time I had met you because you were playing mm-hmm. right before us, I think. And so I met you in the green room. Right. And and we just it just started talking. And then, and then like and then then I would see you around like I would go to shows or something. And you'd like get up and play a song with people yeah. or stuff like that. So I've seen you around. Yeah. You know, in L.A. ever since then. And then and then what happened was we went to Nam just this last weekend and you ran into my friend Nor Chet Ree, who's been a guest on this show. Yeah. And um. And he, and he said you should come on this show. And so yeah. you hit me up on Facebook and we very difficultly tried to meet up at NAMM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were going, um, Noor, Noor, is that how you say it? Yeah, Noor. Yeah. Such mm-hmm. a cool name. Yeah. That he was cool. a really nice guy. We were chatting. And then he went on Facebook. He's like, we have so many mutual friends. Right. <laughs> he yeah. started listening to people. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I met him before. And he was telling me about your podcast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I figured I'd hit you up. And that's awesome. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, that's great. And I'm happy to have you here. Yay. And before we get into the just the onslaught of questions that I've prepared for you, um, I thought uh, a really a cool way to get to know a person is by listening to their music. So I, I think 100% that, agree. Yeah. Uh, so I think the first thing we're going to do um, before we get into anything else is show a tune. Yay. Let's so the first one you talked about wanting to show is called Perfectly Imperfect. <sighs> yes. <laughs> that is me. And that is, I think, so many people. Right. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And Definitely. sometimes that's a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's not. Um, but yeah, we often compare ourselves to other people, you know, um, especially as an artist and songwriter. I'm like, oh, you know, am I, am I good enough? So I don't have as many followers as her or my voice isn't as strong. Um, you know, but I'm learning to like accept myself and work on myself and not compare myself to anybody else because yeah. everybody has their struggles and everybody is unique and awesome in their own way. Sure. Yeah. So um, when I first moved to LA two years ago, I was for the first couple of months, I was a little lost. Okay. I didn't really know a lot of people and I didn't have any money and I was kind of just like couch surfing. Yeah roaming around (laughs) figuring out my life i think that story is very familiar to many people yeah totally um so actually i got together with this awesome uh, songwriter and producer named stefan lit and we wrote the song together um it kind of just came out of me you Mm -hmm. know he played some chords in the guitar and it just literally just came out of me yeah it was from a higher power um isn't it awesome when songwriting can be like that instead of the other style, which is like yes. struggling to get one sentence together? Whatever. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it just, it was great. And um, this is the first song I wrote since I've been in L.A. Awesome. And, um, yeah, I released it. And then a little while later, I released 
another version, and the acoustic version is actually my favorite. So that's Sweet. the one I want everyone to hear. Nice. Okay. Well, this is the acoustic version of Perfectly Imperfect. I hate that I'm so lazy when I wake up at noon. I try to make it better, I don't know what to do. Ooh, I see that all my friends are following their dreams, but I'm just stuck here laying in bed. I hate that I procrastinate, but I procrastinate that too. I don't like my short legs, and I never brush my hair. For all my insecurities, this is me. I'm learning to like myself just the way I am. I'm learning to love myself in all the ways I can, cause I'm perfectly imperfect. I'm perfectly imperfect. Now I know I'm worth it, cause I'm perfectly imperfect. stupid when I cry all the time And when I write a song I can't find a rhythm or rhyme What am I supposed to do Every time I'm feeling blue And even though I'm colorful I can't seem to stay in the light I don't like my shoulders sharing music on my show <laughs> oh my pleasure i love it's, sharing my, my it's, music it's one of my favorite things uh about this show and, and actually today when we're recording this i just released uh an episode today 
that was the the third volume of a series of best of music that's been on my show so far. Uh-huh. Um, so in a year, I'll probably be hitting you up to go, can I reshare one of your tunes? Cool. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Anytime. it's it's my favorite thing in the world to like share my friend's music and how badass it is. And I've cool. heard you live, uh, and I've heard YouTube videos, but I've never heard you on a produced track before until yeah. today. This one, actually, um, the acoustic version was produced by Keith Perry. Oh. He's a really, really talented uh, producer and engineer. Cool. Oh. Very cool. Yeah. Well, okay, awesome. Well, then we'll, we have plenty more music to share, and yeah. and we'll plug at the end. So don't don't dare plug anything else right now. <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, so are you are you a shy person or not even a little bit? Uh, I definitely have a part of me that's shy. Yeah. And then I have a part of me that's outgoing and not shy. So I think I have both. Yeah. I have, my, it... I have my moments and my moods and my insecurities, but I also have my moments where I just want to just hug everyone and mm-hmm. go out go out and meet people so yeah i have both yeah that's it's i thought about that because the times that i've met you you're very bubbly and like and personable yeah and i also i also get that from people that i'm that way but i also know me really well and i know how much like how i can get worn out from that or yeah. how sometimes i'm not in the mood or and somebody's like come sure. to the show and i'm like oh, gosh i just want to like sit at home one night or whatever you know totally. Do you have all that kind of stuff too yeah, absolutely. I'm actually, to be honest, I'm such a homebody. Yeah. Um, I would, like, 99% of the time would rather sit home and, like, watch a movie and just hang out in my pajamas. Home is fun. Home is fun. Home I is love good. being home, just, like, sitting by the fireplace, although I don't have one right now, but <laughs> <laughs> in, in my, my fantasy is, like, you know, have a hot tub, sit by the fireplace, watch a movie. We also don't have Play one, but we do pull up that Netflix one that you will log. <laughs> yes. People don't see me right now, but I'm raising my arm in agreement. Power fist. <laughs> totally. I do that, too. That's right, man. It's so awesome. We, lo- we It's very relaxing. I don't know. If we're, like, we, Lori and I will do that often where we're, like... We'll play a board game or like or just have a glass of wine or whatever like yeah. and we'll turn on that yule log and it's 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 fake yeah <laughs> but it's something about it but it's so better than like, nothing it's so yeah it's so and awesome. you have a dog so i'm jealous we do have a dog and that's very cozy i'll have to come over more often and hang you out. do gotta come hang out with rupert <laughs> he's a good pup I love um a dog. so violin you uh, i've never seen you play in an orchestra set, orchestra setting is that is that your background um yeah that's what i did well yeah i was classically trained from the age of six Okay. And six to fifteen, I uh, did strictly classical music on the violin. Very, okay. Very intense training. Yeah. Uh, two private lessons per week, and then I would go to, uh, I would commute from Connecticut to New York City every Saturday from Manhattan School of Music. Okay. And I would yeah. do uh, additional training there. By train, or did you um, drive? both. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think. Well, when I was little, I think my parents drove me. Or mm-hmm. I would carpool with somebody. And then once you got like teenager age, they were like, just take the train. I'm tired of driving Something up Something like that. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. think I did a little of both. When, um, I already forgot. When did you move from Russia to here? When I was six. When you're, okay, so, so you, you came here and then started violin here, basically? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so um, yeah, actually there was a lot a lot of things that went down, a lot of drama. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, to make the long story short, when I was 15, I was at the peak of my career as a classical violinist not only in an orchestra but actually i was i was soloing with orchestras so i was on you know on a really high level and it was like i was becoming a rising star in that classical world yeah yeah um but something happened and i developed uh tendinitis and back pain and uh just pain in my whole upper body where i couldn't play violin anymore okay so um i went to see a doctor and she just said my whole body is like really tense and i need to relax and take a break basically Mm -hmm. so i had Two really, really big concerts, solos with professional orchestras, one in New York, one in Connecticut. Um, I did those. I played through the pain, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did my best and, you know, signed autographs, got flowers. It was like big, yeah. big deal. 
Um, but then after that, I put the violin in the case for two and a half years. Oh, wow. And it was it was very weird. Basically, I, until you finished high school, pretty much? Or? Yeah, well, I, I didn't know. I was a kid. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know if I would ever play again. Yeah. Um, I just put it away because the doctor advised me to, and I was in so much pain, I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. And I figured I don't have any concerts coming up. Let me just rest my body, you know, take her advice. Um, so I started doing acupuncture, physical therapy, deep tissue massage, mm-hmm. yoga, started working on my body, um, and time healed. So it got better over time. And then, um, I think I was a senior in high school when my guidance counselor called me into her office and she said, uh, Ada, you know, what, what are your college plans? And I was like, my parents don't have money. Are you going to pay for it? I don't know. Yeah. You right, know, right. I haven't even really thought about it. I thought about it a little bit. Not really to the point where I was planning anything. Sure. Because I just, I, I come from a pretty poor family and I knew that wasn't really an option for me. Um, so I was like, I don't know. My parents are immigrants. Like I, I, we can't afford that. I don't want to put that burden on my, my family. I'm kind of just, I haven't really put much thought into it. Right. And she was like, oh, but you're such a great violinist. I was like, I haven't played in two and a half years. Like yeah. there's a re- I didn't stop because I wanted to stop, you know. Yeah, yeah. I stopped because I was in so much pain and I didn't know what else to do. Um, so... At the time, my mom was taking music therapy courses at New School University. Oh, nice. Okay. And she would always come home and tell me uh, how incredible class was, how, you know, the power of music. She would go to play for somebody at a hospital, somebody with dementia. Mm -hmm. And somebody who wouldn't remember anything the whole day, they would remember all the lyrics to a song or they would sit in the piano and just have their memory come back. And it was just the power of music. You know, my mom was telling me all these stories and I was like, that sounds cool. Music therapy. Like, wow. Um, So I was intrigued by that. Uh, and I remember telling my guidance counselor, I was like, maybe I could do something like that where I don't have to play that much, but still do music. Uh, and I remember she went on her computer, she typed in, um, something like music therapy college or whatever. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Berkeley college of music came up, um, as well as a few other schools. Mm-hmm. And I remember she went to Berkeley and she, she had heard of it. I have never heard of it at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Cause my, my whole upbringing, my whole surrounding and mindset was, was classical, classical music. music so right, I would have right. gone to Juilliard probably. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I remember she brought, she brought that up and she was looking at it. I was like, she was like, they have jazz and all these programs. I was like, that sounds super fun. I don't know what jazz means even. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it just, I was like, it's so expensive. It's not even, and then she said, oh, they have scholarships and figured, okay, so maybe I'll get a little scholarship, but it's still so expensive, you know? Right. Right. Um, anyway, I thought about it. sounded cool. Um, I heard Boston was a fun city close enough to my family in Connecticut. So sounded like a great idea, but I just didn't think it was like possible for me and my family, but I brought it up to my mom. Um, we kind of talked about it and then we decided it wasn't really realistic until one night I'm in the kitchen with my mom drinking tea mm-hmm. as we do. Um, <laughs> and it was late. It was like 11 PM or 10 30 or something. Uh, and she was like, Otta, I have a feeling that you should apply for Berkeley right now. Like, fill out the application. I was like, what? It, isn't it due? The application was due that night in, like, oh, a, in wow. like an hour. Yeah, yeah. It was, I was like, really? Why? She's like, my gut is telling me just that you should it. just apply and we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I was like, okay, I guess I could just fill out an application, you know? Right, right. So at the time we had a computer in the basement, um, ran down with my mom and <clears throat> filled out all the stuff. I don't remember now what was on it, but, mm-hmm. um, I think it probably took me about an hour to fill everything out and hardly made it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just, just barely minutes to spare. 
<laughs> yeah, if not seconds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I filled it out, submitted the application, then they invite you to audition. Right. So I'm like, oh, I have to audition with an instrument. Mm-hmm. I guess I got to pick the violin up. Yeah. So I took it out of the case and I, I was like, okay, I'll take it easy. Don't start practicing five hours a day because that'd be stupid. Right. So yeah. I started like slowly playing scales and just like warming up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I still had all the chops. I, I hadn't yeah. lost those. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure I didn't hurt myself again. So of course. Yeah. I was like trying to practice kind of slowly. Um, but... I decided to prepare this piece that I really loved playing as a kid. Um, it's trying to remember the Volshem Nagun. It's a, like a Jewish classical piece, I believe. Um, hadn't played it in forever now, but mm-hmm. um, it was a beautiful piece, and I prepared that. My dad accompanied me on the piano. Oh, cool! He drove yeah. me to Boston, and I played it. And uh, I still kind of remember the, the audition. You know, there was two parts. Yeah, yeah. You know, you play, and then they they ask you all these questions and what your passions are. Were um, you nervous going into that? Because I mean, you had been you, your pedigree was like doing huge shows in front of an orchestra, like you know, in front of a big audience. Where was it ner- more nerve wracking to go into an audition like that? I don't remember exactly how I felt. Um, I felt I'm, I was definitely nervous. I'm I'm always nervous performing or, or auditioning. Sure. Um, but I felt I think I felt pretty confident because i felt prepared mm-hmm. i practiced it pretty well and you know mm-hmm. my dad's a great pianist yeah so and i think i played pretty well because i got an email from them um saying i got a full scholarship no oh, nice that's awesome so it was crazy like that I, mother's intuition she knew exactly what was going on <laughs> she's oh like applied get in Ryan. get that scholarship <laughs> It still gives me the chills when i think about it when i tell yeah. the story because literally if she hadn't felt that if she didn't tell me to apply I would obviously not have done that. Yeah. I probably would never have met, first of all, met the amazing people that I did at Berkeley. Yeah. Um, had these super fun jam sessions that influenced the musician I am today. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I ever would have started writing songs or singing or, you know, if I'd yeah. be here right in this moment with you. So It's interesting when you can distill down, like, your life story to a few, like, really key moments and wonder. Absolutely. Who would you be had you not gone through that, you know? I know I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, for sure. For it's crazy, right? It's yeah. so crazy. I love thinking about that. So, like thanks, stuff. Mom. I love you. <laughs> um... So you were, you were, you were always, you're practicing heavily. You're doing all this stuff. Were you ever picked on for anything like that? Or did you pick, were you the picker on people? Oh, <laughs> oh neither, neither. Uh, well, my friends picked on me as a joke, but no, yeah. no, no, no. I, I had a childhood. I mean, there was things, there were certain par- birthday parties and events that I had to skip out on. Yeah. But I had a, you know, I still had my fun. My parents weren't super strict. Um, That's awesome. I had a pretty good balance for the most part. That's cool. Um, yeah, no, I had a great group of friends as a kid. I'm still friends with some of them. Um, and... Yeah, I basically just had to wake up really early on Saturday morning. So, like, I'd have... I remember I had sleepovers Friday nights with my friends. Yeah. I'd have to wake up at, like, you know, 6 a.m. on Saturdays. Right. To go to Manhattan School of Music. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit different childhood than most people, I think. Not a lot of sacrifice. It, it was worth it. Sure, that's awesome. That's very yeah. cool. Um, talk about Nam. Nam or Nah? You know what I mean? <laughs> Nam or Nah? Yeah. <clears throat> Well, it was my first time going this year. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so I'm glad I went, of course, and yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'll go next year. Um, I just, I kind of wish I had been, I made a plan. Yeah. Because I had a ton of friends perform there and all these panels. I wish I had made a little, um, like, organizational pamphlet for myself. Right. Instead of just, instead of just walking around. Yeah. And I went with someone who had also never been. Yeah, yeah. So we were like, let's just walk around and see what happens. Right. And we did that and it was fun, but... 
I still wish I had made more of it by like going to specific things at specific times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, now that that's good to know for next year because that's yeah. I feel the same way. Like I hate just wandering around Nam, but when yeah. I have now because I go there to perform and, and I do interviews with Drum Smack TV. Oh, cool. Um, I like if I, I feel like it's way more fun because I have stuff to accomplish. Uh, you know, all day every day exactly. when I'm there. So I'm like, I don't feel like a bum just bumming around, looking at looking at stuff and going like, oh, that's cool. That's fun. Exactly. Know? Yeah. But it was fun. Like I ran into a couple people I knew um, or even a couple people from social media that yeah. either knew of me or maybe, you know, they looked familiar. Yeah. I was yeah. like, hey, I met you in New York three years ago or right, right, you know, right. whatever. Yeah. Hey, we, it is cool. Are for we the, Facebook friends? <laughs> yeah. Bumping into people that you don't see for a long time or yeah. that you've never met or anything like that. It's cool. Yeah. Um. In terms of skating, I, I don't know anything about your skating uh, past, but are, are you an ice rink or roller rink person? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I am horrible at both, but I, it's something that seems to be super fun. Yeah. And I, I've, I've tried both, you know, when I was younger. Okay. Um, I would like to try it again now that I'm older. If and you had to destroy one more and keep one, which one would you keep? Ice skating or roller skating? Oh, gosh. Well... If you destroy it, it's destroyed for everyone. You know what I mean? And you have to pick oh, one. Oh, Ryan. I don't like this question. I need more time to think about this one. Because I haven't done either in like at least 10 years. Okay. No, no, that's not true. When I was living in New York, I went to Bryant Park and I went ice skating there. And I I can't even stand on it. Yeah. With, I, mean, I mean, if I try to move, I That's kind of how I feel. I would destroy ice skating. I'm a hot guy. I don't like cold stuff. I'm not a big cold fan. I mean, I, I like cold drinks, but... That's I don't it. like being cold, but I, I love watching figure skating. I oh, think yeah, ice skating true. and dancing on ice to me, just sliding on ice and moving. I think it's the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful art forms. Yeah, that's true. And I'm actually obsessed with watching figure skating. Um, so I kind of wish I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to destroy it. I and you like are from Moscow, luck. right? Like figure skating is really big there. It is. Yeah. Some of the best figure skaters are, are Russian. Do you have a lot of memories from Moscow? You And you six is old enough to have memories and stuff. You remember, but you would think. Yeah. Uh, something going on in my brain. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, I feel like I remember my grandma who she didn't immigrate with us. She had stayed and then she, she passed away. Yeah. Unfortunately, a couple of years later. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember her. Um, I don't, I don't have, I, m- I remember some of the people that we were close with there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't have that many memories. And what's kind of weird is that I have zero recollection of immigrating. Oh, like, yeah. I yeah. just don't remember. Just a big, it was like a trip or something. And yeah, it was just a big away. blur. I must've been sleeping in the plane or sure, maybe yeah. I was just shocked. Yeah. Um, but I remember, um, Going to this first school, we, we landed in um, Washington Heights, New York. Okay. Like super poor, you know. Like, yeah. Um, and my parents put me into yeshiva, like a Jewish school. Okay. Um, so I went there for a short while. And I, know, I can't really explain it, but I, I kind of remember it. I feel like that's that's my first sort of memory. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just remember absorbing everything. And um, my parents said that for the first year when we immigrated, I didn't talk. In yeah. English or Russian, like I was just really silent, and yeah. they were like kind of worried. Um, and then that's interesting. I have other friends that were immigrant, you know, immigrants as kids, and, yeah. and they all, and they have that same thing. That was like their parents said they were silent for like a year. Oh, okay, I've never heard that. That makes yeah. sense though. That yeah. totally makes sense. Yeah. Um. So apparently, like a year later, I opened up my mouth and spoke fluent English. Yeah. And I never shut up after that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was probably just taking it all in. That's you know? awesome. Do, uh, do your parents still speak Russian? I mean, do you speak Russian with your, with your parents? I do. Yeah. That's awesome. Da. <laughs> that's great so so you feel like you get to exercise both languages quite a bit for sure that's awesome that's really cool 
Um, all right, so, so I've, I've asked you so many questions already, um, and I think it's time for another tune. Let's do it. Um, so you said uh, the second tune you wanted to share was one called Do Better. Yes, so this one I released, hmm, how long has it been now? I don't know, maybe like half a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have the best sense of timing, but <laughs> just guessing. But yeah, when I wrote the song uh, with Keith Perry and Dan Richards, I actually wasn't sure what the song was about. You know, we kind of were just writing a song. Right, yeah. Um, usually when I'm writing a song, I get the idea of what it's going to be about or, you know, kind of just right away, okay, this song's about a breakup or this song's about that. But this song, I wasn't sure. And the meaning only uh, came to me later on after the song was already, uh, you know, mixed and mastered and about to be released. I was listening it, listening to the song with somebody very close to me, somebody I had been, like, um, fighting with. Okay. And it really pains me to fight with someone I love. A lot. Yeah. I'm very mm-hmm. sensitive. I mean, even fighting with a neighbor, I'd be really sad. Yeah. Fighting with someone I love, it just like feels like the world is ending. Yeah. I get um, it. So I was having a really hard day and that person and I were listening to the song and it's like, wow, the song is about us. The song is, I can relate to the song now. Yeah. 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 So the meaning kind of just came to me and I was like, damn. So we both started crying and uh, yeah, it was really nice. So yeah. I mean, I think people can relate to the song in their own in their own way. Sure, yeah. Depending on what they're going through, and that's that's what I want my music to do for people. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, here's the track. Do better. Yay. I remember how it used to be. All our bittersweet memories. Had a late night drinking on the porch. Turn to battle wounds from love and war Drowning in silence in an ocean of fears The work capsizing, I still need you here You make promises you never keep And I say things I don't really mean Sometimes we cross the Do better than 
I love uh, like violin and in pop tracks. I mean, it's got kind of a. Who do people compare you to most of the time? Do you get a lot of the same thing, like Nickel Creek or, or like? I don't um, know if I've gotten that, but I do love Nickel Creek. Yeah. Um, I've gotten Nora Jones in the past. Oh right, right, right. I've yeah. gotten uh, Ingrid Michaelson. I've gotten yeah. Um, Regina Spector. Yeah, that you're in good company. Oh my like. god, I love all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten. Um, I mean, a lot of people before they hear my music, like just people that learn that to play the violin they're like oh Lindsay sterling right, right it gets right. kind of annoying <laughs> oh, i mean right, she's yeah. awesome don't get yeah, me wrong what but a it's rock like, star yeah right well it's like well no because she doesn't write and sing <laughs> right exactly, exactly so, yeah. and i don't do dubstep so yeah <laughs> or yeah she makes those crazy videos and all the cra- yeah, she, yeah, that's, yeah they're I've, awesome i love what i've she had does, to play some uh or i got to play some uh Lindsay sterling like big you know big rep yeah uh, for shows and stuff especially like at christmas time and that type of stuff she has a lot of holiday type stuff yeah she's awesome we're just really different but, yeah i agree i think people just say that because there's violin sounds yeah yep. i'm like you haven't even heard my music yet <laughs> <Exactly>. like <laughs> lots of people play violin exactly yeah. violin's an old instrument it's been around yeah <laughs> so funny play violin. yeah that's funny um cool well it's time for our first segment our first actual segment this is a little segment called the compliment corner oh all right that sounds fun the beasts of the forest can be mean and make your day gloomy to make the world a better place ryan welcomes his friends to a magical space called the compliment corner (laughs) i like that hey there anna Hi. Welcome to the conflict quarter. Oh yeah, thanks. It feels different here, doesn't it? It's much more uh, it cozy and warm. <laughs> yeah. So in the conflict quarter, what happens is it gives me and my guests a chance uh, to forget about the rest of the world. It's just you and me. I'm gonna look you in the eye and give you a compliment that I mean. Then you're gonna flip it on you. You're gonna look at me, give me a compliment that you mean, and we're both gonna walk out of here one compliment heavier at the end of the day. I love that. <laughs> that's that's that sounds great. Cool. All right. Well, welcome to the compliment corner. I'm Ryan. I'm Ada. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. It's that I always like to have good manners in the compliment corner. We did handshake because we always do in the compliment corner. Handshakes are good. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So my comment for you, I kind of, uh, I've kind of brushed past this earlier, um, but you, uh, every time that I've met you around LA or anything like that, and we met very shortly at Nam, we've met in the scene and stuff like that. You, you have this very bubbly personality, but it doesn't seem put on. You know, like it doesn't seem like you're faking it. Uh, at which I think some people are not bubbly by nature and so they put it on and it's fake and then mm-hmm. you get that vibe of like i don't really want to hang out this person you know yeah, like, they yeah. can't even be like a real person with me. but when you're but when i when i've run into you in the scene throughout the years it's always been genuinely just a nice a nice interaction and i don't feel like you're faking for anyone and i feel like you're a real person so i feel like if i came up to you and you were in a bad mood i would also get that like you wouldn't just fake it you know which i like yeah that. that's probably I like true real <laughs> real people you know yeah uh so so my comment for you is just that I, I it's always been a pleasure to run into you in the past and i think that being like being real is a very admirable trait and i think that's what you are that's so sweet yeah <laughs> that's that really means a lot to me thank you Good, of course Thank you for, yeah. for saying that well, there you go. There's my compliment. Yay. Now I have to give you one. I can't think of anything. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I can't think of anything. 
Um, well, I could say a lot of things, but uh, you have an awesome smile and laugh. It's Thank very you. contagious. You have an amazing energy. Um, and when I reconnected with you mm-hmm. at NAM just a couple days ago, yeah, yeah, we were like, hey, what's up? Let's hang out. Let's do a podcast. Um, you were just so friendly and warm, and I always appreciate when somebody's like, somebody's that way and sincere you know sure and just wants to hang out and get to know each other i love that so you're awesome awesome, and i'm glad to be here thank you very much that's a good comment yeah it is cool i you know i always if people hit me up to want to do the show it's always it's all that that always makes me feel good too yeah i'm like yeah let's do it you know it's always it's because i mean as like i have to book people every week and that can be such a chore with Mm -hmm. musicians it's it's, especially it's hard because our schedules are always so crazy yeah you know so when somebody hits me up i'm always like yeah that's awesome yeah makes me excited too so i was was very excited to have you on and so i'm glad you're here yay cool all right well that's been the compliment corner cool that was fun (laughs) (laughs) that's right um awesome well now the next game we're gonna play is something called learning by listing rapid fire yeah, that was an explosion sound you just heard. So the the game is a lot more serious. <laughs> you can tell from the sound of an explosion. In <laughs> uh, learning by listing, rapid fire, uh, what happens is I'm going to give you a topic, and then you're going to list as many things in 20 seconds that you can uh, about the topic, or it can be stream of conscious. There's no right or wrong answers. Right, it's kind of like an ink blot test in a way, you know. So you can you can it it it, it just shows us a lot about how you deal with pressure. You know, what you know about a given topic and just how your mind works in general. Does that make sense? Kind of. Wait, what do you want me to do? <laughs> so I'm going to give you a topic okay. and 20 seconds on the clock. Oh, just say things that come to me? Yep. And then you're just going to list as much as you know about that subject. Oh, gosh. You ready? Okay. Okay. The first topic is cheesy foods. Go. Okay. Addictive, delicious, unhealthy dangerous i try to avoid it i don't really eat a lot of dairy um i wish the world was vegan but once in a while i still cheat but i'm pretty good with not cheating for the most part um i wish it didn't taste so good but there are some really good vegan cheeses (laughs) that's awesome so we learned a lot about you in that segment so a lot of people when put to pressure about like a topic would just start listing cheesy foods you know Pizza, pasta, che- grilled cheese, you know. Oh, oh okay. Well, that's boring. Uh, well, exa- exactly. We that's, know. <laughs> <you'd>, <laughs> make fun of everyone else. No, no, no. Um, but what was cool about that was we learned, well, you, I love that you said dangerous. <laughs> it is. I can't. Like, it doesn't seem like. Don't it, put cheese puffs or cheese that's in front of me. Oh, right. They're too good. Yeah. I can't do it. So you're vegan. Yeah. You, for, yeah. F- uh, fleegan, right? Flexible vegan. Is that right? Um, I'm like 99.9% vegan. Like, right. If I go to someone's house and they, they make, serve. Yeah. someone's going to make me homemade lasagna you right. know, or something with egg in it, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to eat it so out of respect you, and because s- I love food. Right. And when you say cheating, does that mostly mean like you'll, che- you'll, do, you'll cheat with cheese, but not with like, what if somebody yeah, gave, like, what if some, you walked in and if it's meat in the lasagna? Oh, no, no, no. I haven't, I haven't had meat in uh, 10 years. Right. Probably more than 10 years now. Yeah. Um, so, che- so as far as cheating goes, you'll just have like, you'll just have uh, I like try not milk to. Or something or, or cheese or something like that. I don't go out of my way to do it. Like I haven't had, right. a, I haven't had, I haven't drank milk since I was eleven or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. I, I think it's really bad for us, and I, I don't even like the taste. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if there's like milk or egg in something, and like yeah. I said, if I'm at someone's home, I know it's a like sure. home cooked meal. Yeah, don't push it away. <laughs> I'll probably eat it. Um, not too much of it though, for several reasons, you know. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, because once you've cut it out of your diet, it can be kind of rough to yeah have a big piece of cheesecake or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I actually don't really. It's weird, but I don't really like cheesecake. Uh, I like like the dark chocolate kind, the one that tastes Ooh, like chocolate. Okay. I don't like yeah. the one that tastes like cheese. Okay, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I just I just don't believe that. I don't I don't like eating animals. Yeah, as the, I was um, gonna ask, what, what was when you chose to be when you decided to be vegan? Was that the? It kinda... happened. It happened when I was in college. I grew up eating a lot of meat, yeah. fish, you know, everything, uh, and. I was in college and I came across, I don't remember if someone sent it to me or just found it on YouTube. I came across one of those videos where they show right. how animals are mistreated yeah, um, and slaughtered. And it just, I was in the dorm room by myself and it was late at night and I was just bawling my eyes out, like yeah. heartbroken. I, I felt like I hadn't been that sad in a long time. Yeah. And I called my mom because she's my best friend. Mm-hmm. I called her hysterically crying. I was like, Mom, oh, my God, oh, my God, we eat meat. I can't do this anymore. I'm never eating meat again. All these days. And she feels me, you know. Um, Definitely. So she started crying with me. And uh, she, at that moment, we both became vegetarian. We yeah. both just stopped eating Oh, meat. she did too. She did too, just because she felt my pain and she agreed. Yeah. She agreed with me. That's amazing. So I, you guys seem very in tune and, and oh yeah, you guys are best friends too. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah, I'm so grateful for her. She's the best. That's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. That's cool she's that she cool. made that change too. Was that hard? Was that harder for her? Do you think? Um, she's she's uh, she still occasionally will have like yogurt or um, fish or something. So she's yeah. not like strict vegan, but she she doesn't eat meat. I think she she'll have like you know a piece of lamb. Yeah. Once a year or you know every other year. Yeah. Like, I feel like the older you are when you make that switch, there's got to be some things you're just like, gosh, dang it, I just want a piece of yeah, steak Yeah, and that's or okay. Like you that. know, we yeah. can't be too hard on ourselves. I mean, yeah, if, yeah. Someone, if someone wants to be a strict vegan, I respect that 100%. I think yeah. that's awesome. And like I said, I, I pretty much am. I was going to well. say, you sound pretty strict. I mean, like just the, I'm pretty strict about it. Yeah, yeah. like, you know. Um, like, for example, if I go to a, a pizza place and they offer vegan cheese, I'll get that instead of the regular cheese. Right, yeah. You know, but if I'm with friends at a birthday party and they go to a pizza place, they don't have vegan cheese and I'm really hungry and the pizza's really good, Yeah. I might have a slice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be happy about it, but... Yeah, but you're like, well... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I know. get it, man. But I I'm trying, it. I'm yeah, trying, and I think it's important to, you know, not everybody wants to completely cut it out, but I think it's important to, to try... Yeah, to try eat to less eat less animal meat. products. For yeah, sure. It's yeah. not good for us or for the environment or for yeah. the animals, so... Gotcha. It's just a good thing to consider. Okay. Um, well, here's the next round. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. This is an interesting one. Um, the next round of Learning by Listing Rapid Fire is places to punch an enemy. Go. <laughs> um, uh, places like, like their parts of their body or places. Oh, my gosh. No right I, or wrong. I've never thought about this before. Um. Oh my gosh, I'm totally failing. I, I don't know Stop. because I'm not violent. <laughs> I was excited about that question because you seem like the least violent type of person. Yeah, I couldn't even think of anything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but and it is because I like that you said places on their body <laughs> or like or like or like 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 locations. Like the mall. I can't think of anything. No, it's okay. The mall. <laughs> Forever 21. Yeah, you can punch an enemy at the no, mall. I want that dress. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's um, true. Enemies can be of all kinds of, <laughs> of any kind of enemies. person. I don't think I have any enemies. That's right. Uh, I try not to hold grudges. What about creepy Uber driver on the way here? If you if you had to punch him, you'd punch him right in the, in the nose probably. You could have um, turned around. Or somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Somewhere where it could hurt more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's awesome yeah i i like that kind of silly question because yeah you don't seem like a uh, a violent type of person um need to be punching people you know I don't think well that... i'm not but i also really like punching okay oh you do you're <laughs> not, a, not like you're punching pun- to hurt people i just right. enjoy i enjoy the, the exercise and um i think it's really fun i like yeah. boxing actually but, okay cool yeah I, awesome. I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it that's awesome <laughs> so i actually do like punching I just do you punch like your boyfriend like when you're talking like like playful punching that kind of thing uh, I try not to because sometimes I get really into it and I don't want to hurt yeah, him. Right. I, right. I do a lot of the pinching and biting. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if I want to punch. Well, I could think of an ex-boyfriend or two that I wouldn't mind punching <laughs> in the face. punch or two? Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I don't really want to hurt anyone like that, but. Plus, those hands are the money makers. You know, you got to keep the, you exactly. know, break those knuckles up. Exactly. It's not a good thing. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, that's been learning <laughs> by listing. Yes. Rapid fire. Thanks for playing that silly game with me. Um, yeah. We have another segment to do, um, but I think before that, we should play another track. Oh, yeah, if you're let's down. do it. Okay. Uh, this third one you said you wanted to play was called Hope. Yes. So, this is a co write I did with a young woman named Alicia Cook. Okay. She is um, she's a poet. She writes primarily about um, the drug epidemic. Mm-hmm. heroin epidemic um and it's horrible it's just taking lives every day all over the world and um she lost her cousin to heroin okay and i grew up with somebody in my family with that addiction as well so it's something that we both have have suffered from and have experienced and still do to this day and um yeah so we connected on social media i think they're a mutual friend or something like that um yeah, so like I said, she she wrote a book. She just released another book. Um, and I was like, hey, let's, let's write a song. You know, you write the lyrics. That's what she does. Yeah. And I'll I'll, write the, I'll put music to it. Yeah. So this is when, a few couple years ago, I was living in New York. And uh, we met up, I think, at Bryant Park as well. Um, was it Bryant Park? Yeah, I think so. Um, it was at night after my acting class. We're like, let's meet up. So she brought me a, a lyric sheet. She had written some lyrics for me to put music to. Okay. And at that time, I don't think she's done that yet. I don't think she's collaborated with any musicians before. Mm-hmm. Now she has. Um, but it was really magical and surreal how it all happened. What happened was we sat at the table. You know, we hugged, hi, blah, blah, blah. I opened up the lyric sheet. And while I was reading the lyrics she had wrote, I, I sang the melody. Yeah. Like it, I didn't even write the song. I just, the song was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like I mentioned earlier, it just, it came from a higher place. Like, and I can only take so much credit for it, you know, because yeah, I feel like when it's it, that easy, it's like something else had helped. Yeah. Well, yeah. my experience and my pain had helped for sure. I mean, that's, that's how the song came about in the first place. But I was just reading, like, I was just reading it and I sang the melody and she was like, her jaw was dropped. She's like, that's the song. I can't believe you just did that. How did you just do that? I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't do that every day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It was just amazing. And we did a voice memo of it because otherwise I'd forget. Exactly. I'd yeah, forget everything. The voice memos are so yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh my God, are you going to remember that? Let me put my voice memo on. So he's like, that's a good idea. So it was just, we had the song. I mean, we made a couple, you know, a couple of tweaks. I changed a couple of the lyrics because um, I'm a songwriter. She, she's not, or yeah. she, she wasn't at the time. So I, you know, made a couple of things fit into the melody or blah, blah, blah. But right, yeah. uh, she wrote a lot of the lyrics. I wrote some of the lyrics. Um, and I wrote all the music. Mm-hmm. And so, and Keith Perry produced it. 
and made it sound absolutely magical. So I think it's a gorgeous song. I would love to hear it in like a movie or a TV show one day. I think it's perfect for that. And um, yeah, I think no matter what we're going through or have gone through, we need to always have hope because that's the thing that keeps us going. Yeah. So that's what the song is about. That sounds awesome. All right. Well, let's get into it. This is called Hope. Been down and out, filled with doubt. I had this little heart of mine kicked around. All of this heart won't break my soft. What is gone is never lost. There's still hope in this hook, belief in the bridge that all of these scars are. Proof that I lived There's still hope in this hope Belief that tomorrow Will hold a silver lining To all of this sorrow On the sunniest day The sky can seem gray But all of my warmth Can't be taken away All of these battles still hope in this hook, belief in the bridge, that all of these scars are proof that we lived. There's still hope in this hook, belief that tomorrow will hold a silver lining to all of this sorrow. There's still hope in this hook, belief in the bridge. I was thinking about when you said you, you've talked now twice about um, 
like you know melodies or music just coming from a higher place and stuff like that and you and through we've kind of been brushing past this theme of like uh, of that that kind of idea that things are just coming from somewhere and you seem like you're very in tune like you know like with either the universe or god or some kind of thing like if if you're if you feel like you're getting these kind of messages and these kind of things coming through to you how do you feel like, do you do how do you feel like you get into that zone so you can receive that kind of thing Hmm. Does that question make sense? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does make sense. There's just I don't really know how to answer because there's so many ways I could answer it. Yeah. Because um, I think veganism kind of helps out with that kind of thing, right? Yeah. And I think that I mean all of these things that we've talked about are like disciplines. So you sound even like you know like the way you grew up was very disciplined as far as music is concerned. Yeah. Um, it seems like you have a lot of like self discipline and like. In a way. <laughs> in, in, in a way. In a way. Okay. Sweet. In a way. Like, in another directions. way, not. And I, I have to work on it. Okay. Um, like, for example, I have to wake up earlier. Okay. That's, yeah. a, that's a big issue of mine. Ooh. Yeah. Me too. Really, because I, I need to get more done. Um, stuff like that, you know, maybe eat less sweets. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I have music running through my head most of the day. Yeah. Most days. Well, every day. Sure. <laughs> um, and I hear melodies all the time. And a lot of times I'll just improv something and mm-hmm. it's, it's a song. It's you know? cool. Yeah, or exactly. part of a song. Yeah. You start developing. Um, yeah. yeah, like I posted an improv video a couple days ago on, um, on Instagram. And a couple people messaged me. They're like, hey, like how long have you been working on that song for? I'm like, I, I literally just picked up the violin and, and was improvising a melody like right. vocally. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, ju- I just hear things and I, and I feel things. Um, and... I think it's important to sometimes sit down and, and focus and, and write lyrics and come up with a song. But I think it's also important to just express yourself in the moment. You know, if you're sad or or happy, it's awesome to just sit down at an instrument and see see what happens, you yeah, know? Yeah, for sure. And that's part of music therapy and part of healing and, you know, expressing yourself. And it's super fun. And, and yeah, like a lot of times when I'm doing that, I don't I have no idea what's going to come out. I don't like yeah. all my improvs, but yeah. some of them come out really cool. And I'm yeah, like, wow, yeah. that that's a great melody for a song or I really like this lyric, you know? Yeah. Um, sometimes I develop the songs. Sometimes I don't. And that's where the discipline comes in that I need to work on. Yeah. I need to learn to finish things better. Is your phone packed with voice memos? That- oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same exact way. Yeah. So many. Because like, ha- a lot of this sounds very similar to what I do as well. You know, cool. I have a lot yeah. of the same kind of improv stuff and like I'll think of melodies all the time and then yeah. I, just, I just pack my phone with voice memos and then who knows if I'll ever get to well, them. Well, Ryan, we got it. <laughs> We gotta get on top of that. Right? Exactly. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah. Um. Well, cool. Uh, we have one more segment before we start wrapping up the show. This is a little segment called "Get Your Dang Butt Out of My Face." So, in Get Your Dang Butt Out of My Face. Did you make that track? <laughs> yeah, me and my buddy Chris Hackman. That was oh, cool. Chris Hackman on vocals there. <laughs> Fun. Uh, yeah, it's very silly. Uh, the, in, in Get Your Dang Butt Out of My Face, the game is basically, you know, I think that you and I are both inherently mostly positive people is what I'm gathering. And uh, and this is not a negative game, you know, but sometimes a good way to get to stay positive is to get stuff off your chest, right? 100%. So say, saying something that makes you angry or frustrated or, you know, something that's irking your chain in, in general, and then telling it to figuratively get a stank butt out of your face. <laughs> so since I'm putting on the spot, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, 
Mine's uh, you can go silly, big picture, political, religious. I don't care what it is. It can be anything as long as it's true to you. It can be anything. And mine, I'm thinking about how this episode is coming out in March, and um, I think about how there's spring break in March, and how I'm like a, I'm a freelance musician, and I don't get a spring break anymore. You know, I don't get, even even though I teach as well. I teach you know I teach a couple of days a week at a school, and when they go on spring break, it's kind of it's kind of nice because I get to not have to go teach that week. Yeah. But everybody gets to go on these fun trips, and I don't do that. I just keep working. I, you know, there's no spring break for me. Yeah. So, so my problem this week is, is spring break. You know, I want spring break. <laughs> I used to have it when I was in schools, you know, and it was so relaxing and fun. And now as an adult, I don't get spring break anymore. And I'm a freelance guy, so working never really stops ever. <laughs> I'm just always working in some way. Yeah. So, uh, so maybe that's the big thing to be mad about. But this, mm. this since it's March and spring break's coming up, hey, spring break. Get your dang butt out of my face. <laughs> that's mine this week. Hmm. Do you have anything that's been irking your chain or making you mad or angry or ticking you off that you want to get off your chest? Um, hmm. I do have this huge pet peeve and, and it drives me absolutely crazy. Okay. When people talk about stupid shit. Okay. During a beautiful performance. Oh, Last night yeah. I went to school night. Uh-huh. There was an artist performing. It was. It's an intimate. People go to see artists perform. People. It's not. A, it's not like you go to a bar to get drunk. Like you go. Right. To, you you pay or whatever. You know, reserve yeah, a ticket. You go to see artists perform. Um, these these artists are pouring their heart out. You know, singing about whatever they've been through. Blah blah. blah you know, doing their best. And performing is hard. You know, you're vulnerable and you're, you're sharing all, everything you've been through with the audience. And you know, a lot of the people were there trying to listen and support. And then there was just some people just talking so loud yeah about nothing yeah yeah you know what they're gonna do next weekend or um you know what show they saw last night mm-hmm. it's like be in the moment who cares yeah. you could talk about that later yeah, yeah, yeah this artist has 30 minutes or whatever 40 minutes on stage support watch be a part you're of here it. you did the hard part which is getting there that's what i always well, just, say yeah, support, i'm like why are you here i know like, if you want to talk hang out at home and like, well, a lot of people home. go out to network and sure. i i'm yeah. one of those people yeah of course. i'm one of those people sometimes i go out to see a show just to enjoy the music yeah other times i go out to network and other mm-hmm. times i do both and there's nothing wrong with that yeah of um you have to network you know if you want to be successful but you know you could do that in between songs or maybe step out where you know you're not so close to the, to the stage yeah but there was like these two guys behind me talking so loud, mm-hmm. like yelling over the music, and it was disruptive, you know. And it was just that's a huge pet peeve of mine, especially like in, in environments where it's an intimate setting. There's singer songwriter doing their thing, and people are just like yelling and getting drunk and like disturbing the music. So that's huge. It bothers me so much when I'm performing, yeah. and it bothers me when someone else is performing because yeah. it's just wrong, you know. It's disrespectful. So that's yeah. a big issue that I have. Okay. Well, what yeah. do you want to tell those people to do? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Am I allowed to swear on the show? Of course, yeah. I don't swear often, so but the, seriously. The sh- <laughs> no, the show is rated explicit. So, And not because we're like you know being explicit, but because you know, I, yeah. I, I, I interview entertainers and stuff. Right. So. I just think treat people the way you want to be treated. If yeah. you're up there on stage, on the stage, you don't want people to, to be talking loudly during your performance. Yeah. You know, it's really distracting. Um, so do you remember what to tell And it's really disrespectful. The name of the game is... Get your damn butt out of my face. Get your damn butt out of my face. That's right. <laughs> Just shut the fuck up. Exactly. I like that you Go better. outside, smoke so your stupid cigarette. Tell? Shut the fuck up. That's what I want to tell. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. I can relate to that all the way. 
Um, I'll, I because especially you know I'm I, I'm hyper alert about that because I have like a loud voice and I'm typically you know like if I'm if I'm talking to somebody it's loud and disruptive so I try not to do that and so I, I'm very aware when yeah. I'm doing that or not and so when people are just doing that I'm like what's going on dude yeah what yeah what's happening with you right what's, what's your problem for sure yeah, I also hate that whether and it can be whether you're you know whether you're playing, you know, and you're hearing it on stage, which sucks, or you, or it's even more annoying if you're in the audience and someone's talking right behind your head like that. So yeah, it just sucks. I can relate to that. I'm sure. I just a lot wish of people, people were more considerate about it. Yeah, I you agree. Know? All right, well that's been get your dang butt out of my face. <laughs> um, all right, so the last question I have for you is something that I ask all my guests. Um, it's it's always towards the end of the show. And, you know, the, the name of the show is called Ryan is Super Strong. And there are many types of strength, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, yeah. all these different types of strength. Um, but my question is always, hey, Ada, are you super strong? Physically? I think I can kick someone's ass if I had to. <laughs> um, wow. I've never been asked that before, mm-hmm. you know? I hope I'm strong. <laughs> um, well, I like I like that answer because um, this I like any answer in this after the, after this question because I think it's an insight into who you are as a person. Yeah, and you seem very insightful. You seem very like you think internally a lot, and you're trying to uh, you're big into trying to make yourself better or stronger. Yeah, and I think that one of the reasons that I love the podcast medium is that we record this i'm not going to release it until march you know and that we don't know if people are listening to it that day or three years from now you know or whatever yeah. or they might find out about you in 10 years and google you and find this episode and listen to it or whatever but i always think that people might relate to you and you don't know when or why you know right and so somebody that's similar to you might hear you say i hope so you know yeah. and be moved by that basically so what i ask my guests always to do is to give a little piece of advice on how to be super strong like you, you know, like so, kind of to serve as a mantra for this week until next week when another guest comes on. Hmm. Do you have any advice that you can give a listener that might be relating to you extra hard? Um, you know, life is really, really hard sometimes mm-hmm. and there's always going to be struggles and, um, you know, really hard times, you know, as we get older, we start to lose people we love and Eventually, we're going to lose our family members. Somebody gets sick, God forbid, car accident. I mean, shit happens, and it's horrible, and it's yeah. scary, and it's heartbreaking. And I always, I, I do live with this fear of losing my family, okay. unfortunately. I hate that, but it's it's a huge fear of mine. And um, I don't know if I'm strong enough to, to deal with that when it does happen. Right. Um, I hope I am, mm-hmm. <laughs> going back to that. Um, but I think... All we could do is just live our best life, you know, be present in the moment. And uh, we got to take care of ourselves. We got to take care of each other. We got to treat people nicely, treat ourselves nicely. Mm-hmm. And what helps me feel better when I'm going through a hard time is um, to try to live a healthy and happy lifestyle, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to do some more yoga these days. And I find that when I do yoga and kind of just take care of my body um, and take some time for myself. Even if you're busy, just to take five minutes to do some stretches or just sit in a room and meditate. Whatever it is, take a bath, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's important to, to make some time for yourself. Self-care. Yeah. yeah, self-care. I think it's super, super important. And, you know, I'm not perfect. 
Mm-hmm. I don't always do that, but mm-hmm. um, when I do, I feel a lot better, no matter what I'm going through. You know, right, right. And if I start the day on a positive note, um, sometimes what I love doing is putting on music and just like dancing in my room by myself. You know, yeah. Or going for a walk, um, you know, getting coffee. Just like sometimes little things that make you happy make you feel better. Yeah. Maybe calling a friend. Um, I remember a few months ago, I had this horrible stomach ache, like one of the worst stomach aches I've ever had in my life. And I just felt so sick um, and nothing was helping, you know, like I took like, an Advil, I drank some tea, nothing was helping. I was like, oh my God, what is this? And I called my friend Marissa that I went to high school with mm-hmm. and we spoke for, I don't know, an hour probably. Yeah. And I swear to God, she healed me. Talking to her healed me. Right, right, yeah. Um, it was amazing. I'll never forget that. I was like, Marissa, you literally healed my stomachache. Nothing yeah. else helped. <laughs> and I, it was just such a positive, beautiful distraction to hear yeah. her voice and talk to her. And it was healing, you know, and laugh and talk and get stuff. Yeah. And everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was, it was crazy. It just completely went away. Mm-hmm. So sometimes just call somebody that makes you happy. Yeah. You know, and if you don't have somebody, um, read a book, you know, um, do some jumping jacks. There's mm-hmm. always something we could do to improve our mood. Yeah. And I think we can't always, you know, we can't always change what happens. Like there's certain things that are going to happen in life that we can't really avoid. But yeah, we have a choice like how we react to things. Yeah. So I think we just try to, we have to try to stay positive and, you know, support each other and, you know, just be present in the moment and have fun. You got to have fun and, and have that, some yeah. humor. I love that answer. Yeah, it's a uh, because I really relate to that fear of losing people. I have that too. Uh, it's one of those weird fears that like it can keep you up at night sometimes if you get too spooked out about it. Yeah. And then you think about like I'm not sleeping right now because I'm afraid of something that is not even going to happen. You know yep. why am I doing this to myself? You know? Yeah, totally. And then what happens is if you're not taking care of yourself and you're not doing those self care things, when something like that does happen. You're not in a good place to handle it. You yeah. don't have the tools to handle it. Exactly. And uh, that happened to me a, a year and a half ago. I lost my best friend. And, and oh my gosh, that wow. was something like where he's been sick since we were little kids. Um, but it, when it happened, it was like he was not who I thought would, would I would lose in my life first. Even though I knew that like he could potentially pass away at any point kind of ever since we've been little. Yeah. And, uh, and you know I, I'm big into the self care things too, and, and but like it, it's still like I was, I was very I was not in a good place as far as like tools to deal with that loss when it happened. Yeah, know? and it was really really difficult, and um and it, since then have got have garnered a lot more tools and experience in that area, and have had to you know help other friends that have lost people and stuff during you know during this year and a half that since then and yeah I don't know it, you grow with that and then so I think that that advice about trying to focus on the treating of yourself better is so important because that's what when, when you're tested you have to be strong you know at that moment you know like it does it's, it's so crazy to try to like constantly test yourself every night when it, when it's not really happening For and, sure. you know so it's so it is important to just stay focused on be, on getting yourself into a good place and stuff so i can really relate to that and i appreciate that advice hugely i need to be yeah. better about it too <laughs> all yeah. that uh, self-care is important and uh it's difficult you know because you, you you prioritize so many things especially like if you're a freelance musician or artist mm-hmm. of any kind or or, for, or if you own your own business or anything like that you're you're i think the the vibe is to work all the time through any feelings and stuff and right and to your, help people sometimes you forget yeah. to take care of yourself and help exactly. yourself yeah. yeah so i really appreciate that that's great advice 
Um, I love that very much. And the next thing we're going to do is because I think you're awesome. I think you're very talented and people should hear you. Thank you. I want to do plugs. So anywhere that people can check you out, whether it be YouTube or iTunes or Spotify or, you know, social media, anything. Where can people check you out? Yeah. So I go by my real name, mm-hmm. my artist name, which is Ada Pasternak, A-D-A-P-A-S-T-E-R-N-A-K. Yeah. Um, I have a Facebook fan page. I have an Instagram. I have Twitter, which I don't use much, but yeah. I'll try to use it more. Uh, <laughs> but mainly I use Instagram. Um, and I do have two YouTube channels. Um, Ada Pasternak is the older one. And then I started a newer one called Ada the Violin Girl. Yeah. So, and then I have a few songs in Spotify. I have an EP coming out um, probably February 1st, unless something changes. Okay, Sometimes sure. you never really know, but exactly. that's, that's the sure. plan. It's coming so by the out. time this comes out, it should already be out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Check it out. It's yeah. an EP with my friend George Krikus, amazing musician. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, and I, I recently released one of the songs on the EP. It's called Waiting. Sure. Um, and you want to play that now during this plug section while we're talking about it? Sure. <laughs> sure, let's do that. Okay, sweet. So do you want to talk about it a little bit while we're plugging stuff? Uh, this is the song Waiting, right? Yeah. It's on the EP that people can buy. What's the EP called? Unplugged. Unplugged. Okay. Yeah, because it, it's very raw and organic. The concept of it was just me and my friend George because we, we've, we've done some gigs together and people really like our, our duet, you know? Yeah. Um, so everyone's... So actually, um, Keith Perry, who produced and recorded this EP, it was his idea. He's like, well, you guys do gigs together. You might as well, you know, do a yeah. little EP. Like, together. I'll record you guys because we sound good together. Um, so yeah, it's two of my songs, two of his songs and two covers, I believe. So. Nice. Um, but it's, it's very raw and organic. It's basically whatever we could do live, you know? Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you, you can replicate it live and not have to... Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the idea to have something perfect and for radio. It was kind of just, you know, just to have some... Originally, we were going to release it for Thanksgiving, but that didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted it to make people feel good. And um, yeah, that's... I mean, that's my goal with my music in general. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, before we continue on with the show, let's do this tune. This is Waiting yeah. from the EP Unplugged. Yeah. Here I am, just waiting For the rain to fall I'm a renegotiating The reason for it all mm-hmm. Last night is gonna be the last night I'm ever gonna pay you to play Cause it Feels like I'm singing for no reason I hear the voices fade away Oh, it's about time I say what's on my mind We have one life We gotta live it right Last night is gonna be the last night I know I need to make a change Take a good look around us What do we have for working so damn hard? Wasted time, wasted worry Cause I'm just so sick of it all Last night is gonna be the last night I'm ever gonna pay to play Cause it feels like I'm singing for no reason I hear the voices fade away Oh, it's 
about time I say what's on my mind We have one life We gotta live it right Last night is gonna be the last night I know I need to make a change Waiting for the rain Gonna stay right here And wash away the pain so funny because your name is Otto the violin girl and all that stuff <laughs> yeah. so like, but like when i listen to those tracks like i'm always uh caught by surprise that there's violin violin in it you know and i was like oh it's so refreshing hearing strings in these tracks oh, awesome you know? yeah thank you but it's just awesome to hear it. i mean and it sounds great and badass and I was, it, but it's just it's always like oh yeah violin i forget this violin yeah i don't it. really expect it like a like a popish song pop, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes yeah. it sounds so awesome thank um, you well, thank you so much for sharing all this stuff. Do you want to plug anything else My since pleasure. we're kind of still in the plug section? Um, you said your social media. You know, yeah, like just, just follow stuff. me on Instagram and YouTube. Um, you have a lot of stuff on iTunes, I noticed, so people can buy all I that have, stuff. I have some originals on there. I have a lot of originals that are going to be coming out in the near future. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd love for everyone to follow me on Spotify, download my songs on iTunes, Amazon, wherever you listen to music. Um, and just, yeah, stay tuned. I, there's nothing really... I feel like sharing my music, make creating music and sharing it is, is my purpose in life, you know. So sure. I would love for everybody to check it out and hopefully it inspires and makes somebody feel something. Yeah, for sure. You know, because a lot of people don't feel anything. So it's yeah. important to inspire people and, and get their heart ticking. So that's, that's awesome. All right. Well, uh, this is the plug section. So I always take this moment to plug Chad Coleman, who did the art for the show. Uh, Chris Hackman, who helped me out with the intro and outro, as well as some of the uh, bumpers in the, in the middle of the show. The Instagram for the show is Ryan is Super Strong. The Twitter is at Super Strong Ryan. And you can Facebook and Gmail at the same thing. Um, and most importantly, if you would do this to help, if you're a listener all the time, or if you just listened to this episode and liked it, if you could jump on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and give us five stars and write a review. 
It helps the show grow. There's a ton of, review, of reviews, and they're all insane. They're all, they're all hilarious. Cool. And it makes me feel very happy that people are listening and commenting and stuff like that. Uh, so be a part of the community to help the show grow and support musicians here like Ada. Yay. It would be awesome. Um, so I think that's it. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, my gosh. It was so much fun. So much fun Thank having you. you. And uh, the last thing I do on every episode is I talk to one listener or a group of listeners, and I try to get them to up their game in some way. So I will do the same thing today, and I will start right now. All right. Uh, this week, because we're coming out in March, the vibe I'm getting is that there are pranksters getting ready for April Fool's Day. Now, <laughs> April Fool's comes up on April 1st. Every every month has a first day, and I often call them you know March Fool's Day or September Fool's Day. But <laughs> but that being said, I don't like pranksters. You know, I don't play pranks on people, and pranks don't make people feel good. You know, so if you're one of those people that's taking three or four weeks to get ready for April Fool's Day to fool your friends, there's something wrong with you. In fa- yeah, you suck, man. Don't do that. Yeah, uh, you don't have don't, anything else to do. Yeah, flip it around, do something nice for yeah. your friends. Don't put. You know, uh, plastic wrap on their toilet seat and have their pee fly back at them or something. Egging people's houses. Yeah, like, don't do that's that. That's so mean. Right. Be yeah. like Otta here. Don't do pranks. Yeah, be like me. Exactly. So what I want you to do is listen to advice from people like <laughs> Otta or go back in the archive and listen to the advice of all of my guests. If you do that and stop your crappy pranking ways, making people sad, <laughs> then maybe one day, just maybe, you could be super strong too. Just like... Ryan.